What's up, you guys? Welcome to this week's episode of Saturdays and Seltzers. We have an absolutely loaded show for you guys today, recapping our night on the monster at Fenway, previewing the MLB playoffs, and a lot of Urban Meyer hate. So let's have a great show. Let's go. Y'all know what it is. It's Saturday. Yeah. Gonna talk a little bit, sip a little bit. Sarah. Kendra, I see you ladies. <laughs> Y'all know what time it is. Uh. <laughs> Looking like you just graduated. Woo. Coming from a place that y'all gravitated. Woo. Looking like a boss, I just had to say. Woo. I know you got the sauce, no potato bread. Woo. All right, sis, knock him out, Mike Tyson. Woo. And I like it. Show me a place I can buy it. Woo. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Saturdays and Seltzers. Um, as always, I am joined by my co-host, Sarah Griffin. Forewarning, tonight's show we are absolutely free-balling the fuck out of. We usually have, like, notes, but this week has been so chaotic. If you follow us on the internet, you know that for sure. Sarah, how are we doing? Overwhelmed. <laughs> oh, no. Why? What's going on? Oh no, just the usual overwhelm. Usual. I got a Snapchat from Sarah today at like 3 p.m. drinking a spicy marg. And I was like, oh no, what's going on? She was like, just needed it. <laughs> so just one of those days. Just one of those days. It is it's Friday Junior. You can do whatever you want. Um, are you continuing oh, yeah. the drinking train? Is the drinking train still rolling for SKG? I am. I have the mango white claw. Okay. So we're keeping it rolling. All right. I have the fruit smash, the pink lemonade one. Cause I oddly really like these just cause they taste so easy to drink. I wasn't going to drink tonight, yeah. but then I was like, I'm home alone. I've barely eaten today because I've been so busy. Maybe I can get a nice buzz going and we're recording. So like, I feel like I have to, and it's Thursday night football, MLB playoffs. There's world cup qualifying tonight. There's season six of COD. So much crap going on that I'm like, I just, I need it. I need it. You need it. Um, I also have so, a water, so. Oh, yeah, I have a water and a green tea. So we are really rolling with the bevs. I'm going to have to pee like crazy. <laughs> um, I think that my seltzers have stayed the same. What about you? Yeah, mine have stayed the same. I don't think I've tried any new ones. All right, yeah, haven't tried any new ones just because I have been rolling with the fruit smash, to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, no, the fruit smash are good. I know, I really like them. I'm actually going to night shift on Saturday with a bunch of my friends for the Auburn game. So that will be fun. I am hoping, Ooh. I know that they like rotate like what they serve, but I'm really hoping they have that strawberry kiwi seltzer because your girl will probably accidentally blackout drinking adult fucking Capri Sun. <laughs> <laughs> it does taste like a Capri Sun. It does. It's so good. Um, so Sarah and I, as I'm sure everyone listening to this show knows, went to the Red Sox Yankees wild card game. Um, <laughs> and we had a fucking night. That was one of the best nights I've had in a long time. Maybe like ever. So like, mm -hmm. I don't even know where to start to recap this. Like, I, I, I really don't even know. Either there's so much happened, so much good happened. <laughs> I know. I feel like, I mean, 
Sarah and I pre-gamed pretty hard. We went to Johnny's, ran into my boss, which was awesome. Um, we met one of her <laughs> friends there, had way too many drinks and way too many shots. Then we got into the game and we just like kept the train rolling, hung out with Travis Kelsey and his friends. <laughs> like after when uh, Judge was called out, I was literally in line with Travis Kelsey waiting for a beer, talking about beef. So... <laughs> Yeah, I was like, you're in line with Travis Kelsey. I was with a bunch of Yankees fans. That's what our entire section was. So that was, was a nice moment for all. Yo, I was shocked how many freaking Yankees fans there were. Like, I knew that, like, Boston and, like, New York obviously overlap a lot. It's easy to travel to. It's accessible. Like, it's cheap, whatever. But I was honestly shocked. Like, we were the only Red Sox fans other than, like, those mm-hmm. that one group of guys that showed up maybe in, like, the fifth. Yeah, I would say our whole like upper row there was pretty much all Yankees fans until those boys that were maybe a couple years younger than us showed up. I think it was later than the fifth, honestly. Like they were just there for the last couple outs, I think. And we were on the fucking monster. Like I expected like Bostonians to like ball out and be on the monster. (laughs) But we didn't catch any homers, but we had a great time. Sarah went viral yet again. (laughs) That video is iconic. (laughs) I'm like that so many people send it to me are like I've never seen you act like this I was like well yeah because I'm not typically at a fucking do or die wild card game with my favorite team in the running so yeah I'm not usually spazzing the fuck out that video is literally iconic that is my favorite (laughs) video of all time the fact that starting nine reposted us I think it's at like what like 82,000 views that's what I was at yesterday. I don't, cause someone was asking me, they're like, oh, like my like fucking like Tampa Bay video. They're like, it wasn't compared. I'm like, it already surpassed that. And this was just yesterday. And I know people are still posting cause I'm still getting like tagged. And I'm like, yes, I've seen it. I believe me, I've seen it. <laughs> well, it's also like pinned on our profile because of how many views it had. I was like, I can't, I can't not pin this on our profile. How did they even find us? No, like maybe because like because they tag section 10 in it so obviously we have a lot of overlap probably with Mm -hmm. section 10 fans but still so crazy um my favorite thing to come out of this is the fucking kermit the frog puppet (laughs) like i saw that article this morning i didn't even know that like happened until i saw that article this morning and like i know people make those jokes because he does kind of sound like kermit the frog which I think Garrett Cole seems like a very nice person. I do kind of mm-hmm. feel bad for him. I was very sad watching. Kendra, you, I said it to you. I was like, I kind of feel bad for him. Like when he's like, oh, I'm sick to my stomach. He does sound like Herbert the Frog. <laughs> he does. People and that's were a fair chirp. Him. Yeah. That's such people, a fair chirp though. Dude, people were trolling the shit out of him the entire game. Like that Garrett chant echoed <laughs> into like the depths of my core. It was so loud. And like the fun, I... I don't know if you saw this. Did I send this to you? So do you know anybody like there's this like local sort of like sports news blog type of thing? It's called the Morning Blitz, but they're like some of my friends. And uh, I like went to college with one of their brothers and stuff like that. But um, I like go on their Super Bowl or not Super Bowl, their NFL draft thing every year for the Jags picks. But they were uh-huh. like down there, like next to the Kermit guy. And they went fucking viral and were posted on Barstool, like screaming at Garrett Cole in the bullpen. Oh, really? Ow! Yeah, it was crazy. Millie just scratched the shit out of me. 
Um, I know they've been wild today. Like we've done all the things we've gone all the places. Obviously my roommate's out of town because he's a Red Sox writer. He's in Tampa, but, um, Jackson has been like protesting for dinner early. And I'm like, dude, you don't get, you don't get dinner until like eight o'clock relax. Um, (laughs) but he's been like so loud and so pissed off, but you wanted to talk about Evaldi. I I see that in our show notes. What did, what did you have to say other than like, he, he really just sealed the deal. I would say I like went on kind of a rant the night before the wild card just because I have been a big fan of Evaldi and I know there's a lot of people that did not love his contract when we initially signed him like re-signed him I should say after 2018 because they're like oh because it was under Dave Dabrowski who does not have the best reputation for those type of contracts and they're like oh it's just kind of a hero thing because of the game three world series like you can't just give a guy a four-year contract because of that like 68 million I think it's 68 million whatever he has to earn it. And of course, like 2019, he had injuries. And then 2020 was just, 2020 was a shitty season. So it's tough, but Evaldi was good in 2020, but I don't know. I kind of felt like this solidified, like he deserved that contract. Like that was like, he's become a, such a core part of the Red Sox that the fact that obviously you couldn't go to Chris Sale cause he'd start Sunday. But even then I know Chris Sale went to Alex Cora. I was like, I'm ready to go. Like you can put me in. It's like, no, we're sticking with Evaldi. Like, I think that kind of says a lot. And it's kind of just like funny to think about that like in 2018 he was just a bolster piece basically to the rotation because our rotation was so much more set in stone in 2018 than it is now that he's like a fourth or fifth starter and now he's the guy you go to in this high leverage situation I know there's some people doubting him because they're like oh his last start against the Yankees which we were at that game he barely lasted two innings he got shelled they're like oh like nope he's not going to sit through well like blah blah blah. it's a wild card I don't know a Baldy against the Yankees like since 2018 in a Red Sox uniform has done so well I think that's just one bad outing and then it just seemed like everyone rallied around him I think it just kind of speaks to him and what a player and leader he's been for the Red Sox and as an Evaldi fangirl it was a very satisfying moment for me so I was glad we were there to watch that yeah, I was just going to say, I think that he's definitely earned that contract. Like, I can understand why people are apprehensive about some of these contracts at first, but I think that he definitely, mm-hmm. I, I mean, that went alone. Like, that is huge for the amount of, okay, first of all, the amount of shit that, like, has been talked about the Red Sox uh, this second half yeah. of the season, they needed that win to be taken seriously. Otherwise, I think that, like, yes, the front office probably would have absolutely imploded. But second of all, the amount of shit that Sox fans talked about Yankees, their first like third of the season when they weren't <laughs> winning, they were absolute dog shit. The roster they have, like they had to win that game. Otherwise, like I think the fan base would have been pissed. I think that like everyone would have gone for Heim's head. Like there would have been all these mm-hmm. pointing fingers, all this COVID bullshit, which like I've said before that I kind of feel like the villain in this market sometimes because I'm like, good, that shit should happen. Anti-vaxxers, fuckers, like whatever. I, I, as like someone who's, you know, like not a Red Sox fan, but a Red Sox fan because I work in this market. I think that that would have been hilarious just because I love the drama. Like, you know, I live for it, but yeah. Um, I think that I think that they that it it was a must with win game obviously to move on. Can you hear these two yelling at each other? I can. <laughs> but like it really was like a must win game for the fans, the franchise, all of it. Miss girl, yeah, like you know they would have like twisted it if they lost the game. Like oh, mm-hmm. like we weren't even supposed to like come close to making the playoffs this year. Like blah blah blah. But I almost feel like if you showed like flashes throughout the season that you can 
go on this winning streak, like you are a good, like they looked like a good, strong, like assertive baseball team. Like there is no question. There was never really any point in that game. Like even when it was like three to one, like whatever, I was never too nervous because the Yankees were not playing good baseball. Whereas the Red Sox just seemed very in command. You know, they got Garrett Cole out early. And even though the Yankees bullpen, like they have good relievers, like the Red Sox offense was just on their pitching was on. I don't know. I think when you show like flashes of stuff like that throughout the season, you do kind of expect like, yeah, maybe start a season back in March, like in spring training, no one was expecting you to be in this position. But now that we've seen that you are capable of it, it's going to be kind of kicking the nuts if you don't win this game. Yeah. Well, it's like, I, I don't really care if the expectation was what it was at the beginning of the season. When you show flashes of hope, you you get your fan base yeah. on board even more than they would have been. You get people's hopes up. You show that you can do it. You get, you know, your your manager on board with the talent that he's put together, your, you know, all of these things that fell into place. And it's like, you can't let that expectation down. But I think when we got home, we had like a really solid drunk conversation about how, it wasn't that it was anything spectacular done by the Sox. It was just that they played just, they played baseball. They played easy, good, simple mm-hmm. baseball. They just played good baseball. And, and I know that that sounds stupid to say people are gonna be like, Oh yeah, they played good baseball. They won the game, but it's no, they, they kept it simple. They kept it real. And that's why they won that game was because they, they went in there with the game plan to do that. And that's what they did. They executed it and they executed it well. No, yeah, no one was trying to be a hero. No one was, like, swinging for the fences, trying to, like, be the star of the show, whatever, you know. Everyone was just kind of, like, offense was, like, all right, keep the line moving, get people do on your base. Job. Like, yeah, any contact you can get, do it, whatever. Don't feel like, again, don't be swinging for the fences. It does not fucking matter. Like, the Yankees are not on today. Like, clearly you're catching them at the right moment. So just capitalize on that and get as many guys on, you know, again, it sounds stupid to be like, yeah, just – Keep hitting the ball, making contact, whatever. But that's literally all they did. Yeah. So <laughs> you have your bullpen that stood by them. So it was nice. Yeah. And and so I think I think we should preview this Rays series before we talk about uh, the other wild card game. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello. Um, if you watch us on YouTube, you know what just happened. Also, shout out to everyone watching <laughs> on YouTube. And shout out to our new intern, Tyler, the man. The man. Tyler and Mildred over here. <laughs> so um, we <laughs> do have an intern now. He's the man. Show him some love. Tyler Jackson, go give him a follow. He is putting all of our YouTube stuff together and probably some other stuff for us from time to time. We are trying to make him the next Billy Football or Jake, obviously. But anyways, moving on to this Rays matchup before we talk about the other wild card game. Um, I think that the bullpen obviously has been a struggle all year, but I think that that's my biggest concern for them heading into this series, just because October is a time where your bullpen has to be on it. That's what keeps you in and through the month of October. And that's my biggest concern with them right now. Sarah, what is yours? Yeah, I do have some questions about the bullpen, mainly because of how the ALDS roster for the Red Sox set up. Mm-hmm. I, I made it through today. I was like, why is Matt Barnes not on this roster? Like, Okay, I understand because I asked the same question the other day during the wild cards. Like, why is Sawamora not on this roster? Which he's not on this one again either, which is even more questionable to me because he has great numbers against the Rays. But mainly, my question is with Matt Barnes. I'm like, has he just completely lost Alex Cora's trust? Like, is that it? Or is he battling some sort of injury that we don't know about? Because then the other thing is, Martin Perez is on that roster. I'm like, I get it. Matt Barnes <laughs> has been abysmal the second half. 
not one point in the season have I been like, I can't wait to see Perez come into this game. Mm-hmm. I don't want that fuck anywhere on the mound. I, I can't stand watching him pitch. I get it. Like if you lose, like he was, Matt Barnes went from an all-star to all of a sudden you can't trust him in even like low leverage situations. I still would rather have him out there. I don't That's care. That's how I feel about I Valdez. Don't Perez. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to fucking see him, but I hate like trashing on him, but I'm like, mm, yeah, why? Uh, and I, and on top of, and on top of the bullpen being depleted, I also just worry that the Rays are just, they have so much depth. They're playing well at the right time. They didn't have to just play a really stressful wild card game to get where they're at. They're probably rested. They're probably ready to go. They're vaccinated. I'm just like, <laughs> ah, <laughs> Meanwhile, our depth is adding Danny Santana to the fucking roster. <laughs> I, that was another name I looked at. It, I was like, you've got to be joking me right now. I know. Why is he on it? It's like, I, I never count any Boston sports team out because God just loves the city of Boston for some reason and their sports teams. But it's like, I, I, I even put the Yankees because I was like, I think that they're playing better baseball right now. And I was like, very wrong. And I'm okay with that, but it's like, I just, I don't, as much as I think the Rays are the better team right now and they have the better roster overall, it's like, I I just, I can't count the Red Sox out because like God literally loves this city's sports teams for whatever reason. Oh yeah, no, I'm still going Sox in five. (laughs) Oh shit. See, I was going to say Rays in five. <laughs> well, and now I'm, I'm just like, well, it worked when I said that the Red Sox are going to win the wild card. So I'm just going to continue to be a homer and see how well it pays off for me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so you watched the game, the other wild card game last night, I'm assuming, right? I think I saw you tweeting about it. Yes, I did. Uh, what a fucking crazy game in the first second and third I was sitting here. I was like, okay, this is, you know, this is what I want to see. Like, as long as I feel like the Dodgers bats aren't getting too hot like it's okay and like you said last week like the cards had like some sort of fucking devil magic going and then in the ninth inning I'm sitting here I'm like all right this is gonna be a late night we're gonna go into extras and as soon as I like had that thought I was like fuck like are you kidding me I think I tweeted the grumpy cat meme because I literally shut my tv off got under my comforter and just knocked it's just so typical Dodger. I feel like the Dodgers walk off all like at least once a week. <laughs> so I'm like, which I didn't realize this was the first, what was it? Like the first time in an elimination they've had a walk-off home run like that. I don't know. Something yeah. like that. But they've only had five like, really? walk-off in the playoffs, I think, in their entire history. Yeah, that's a, I was like, I feel like these fuckers are walking off all this time. Cause and I was like, someone's been walking forever. off on the Dodgers. And it's going to be, I thought it was going to be uh, Albert Pujols, to be honest, just because I was like, it's against the Cardinals. That's just going to make sense, whatever. But then it was, my second guess was Chris Taylor, just because I'm like, oh, he's had a tough season. You know, he's one of the older, like, guys, you know, kind of fighting for <laughs> his spot <laughs> I there. need to lock these dogs out of here, but I'm listening. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't know. I just thought it was a pretty typical Dodger ending to the game. I did not think the Cardinals were going to win that. I kind of wanted them to just for the Brewers sake down the line, but it will make for a good, well, for me, at least a good um, Dodgers giants oh, series. I'm so fucking 107. Pissed. I'm 107 so wins pissed. versus 106. I'm like, 
I literally just have in our show notes, I'm angry. And that's all I have to say about that. It's like, okay, I, I, I've thought this through in my head and I put it in a football analogy to make myself feel better about it. So this is how I feel. So I'm like sitting here and I'm like, last night, I'm like, okay, so do I think that the Cardinals are playing better baseball right now? Yes. The Dodgers are absolutely fucking loaded. Like they have like a roster, like just a fucking disgusting roster. And, and like the Red Sox, like the giants didn't expect to be in this position, but I was like, okay. Like I was thinking about it as if the Dodgers are like the Alabama of baseball and I'm an Auburn fan, obviously. And the fucking Cardinals are like UGA. It's like, yeah, Alabama's our rival and they're the better team but I still would rather play Georgia, even though I think that they're the better team right now, because I think we have a better shot at beating mm-hmm. them. But like, it's like, anytime you're in a rivalry situation, like it always makes it like 10 times harder because it's like anything can fucking happen in rivalry situations. And I hate that shit. And of course that this is going to be like, no, I've bitched all season since the giants like went streaking that like nobody has paid attention to us. We have been like the redheaded stepchild throughout this entire process. It's like, nobody wanted to acknowledge the giants, but now that it's fucking Dodgers giants, I bet the media is about to fucking blow it up. And I'm so pissed that this is like the only sort of publicity that this team is going to get all season, despite how successful they've been. Like they were the first team to clinch. And it's like, this is going to be the fucking headline and we're probably going to get our ass beat. Yeah. That's the thing. Cause I, as your sake, I would have much rather face the Cardinals just because I feel mm-hmm. like they would be an easy team to beat out in a series situation. Whereas the Dodgers just have, like you said, like they have a loaded roster. They have this depth. Like Giants is a lot of old names on there. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> Those, that's a lot of old guys. Yeah, exactly. And like, I think honestly, that's the only reason that we are in the situation that we are is because of experience. And I, I mean- Luckily, we have a lot of guys on this roster who have won a World Series still. Oh, my God. I locked my door and these hoes got in here. (laughs) I literally locked my office doors. You fuckers. I don't want your stupid tennis ball. (laughs) But, yeah, like, I I think that's the only thing that's playing into our favor right now because I I don't think that this roster is good enough to be in the position that we're in. I'm not complaining that this is the position that we're in. But it's like... I think I, I genuinely think the best thing that we have going on right now is the fact that we have experience. We've been here before we've done this before. And I, I really, as much as I don't think we're going to break the odd numbered year curse, I'd love to see it happen. Obviously I'm just, I feel very pessimistic. Yeah. I don't What's know. What's your prediction for this series? For Giants Dodgers? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm still kind of leaning Giants, even though everything in my gut tells me I should go Dodgers, just looking at their roster. Mm-hmm. I, I'll i go Giants in five. Okay. See, I, once again, am on the, the Dodgers in five train, and I hate to say it, but it's true. Like, I try to be as unbiased as I can. Obviously, like, I, I thought the Yankees were going to win the other night. I'm a Giants fan. I think the Dodgers are going to win this series. And I think, I I honestly think that the Dodgers could go back to the World Series this year. I fucking hope not. I still am standing by my World Series prediction. I think it was March was Brewers Rays, which A-Rod apparently said that was his World Series prediction the other day during the live card. Get a new one. That one's mine. I called that in March. Fuck off, A-Rod. 
Fuck off, A-Rod. That was mine. I have it in print. But no, that's my World Series prediction just because one, I want to see the Brewers obviously win, but I don't think the Dodgers can go back to the World Series this year. I hope that's. We'll see. (laughs) I fucking hate the city of LA and I hate that fucking team. (laughs) Like, I just hate them. And I. I'm sorry if you're from LA. I think it's a garbage city. I'm sorry. Like, I fucking hate the city of LA. And it's not because I have Bay Area ties. It's because LA is just garbage. And your traffic is bullshit. It's expensive. Your food sucks other than the Mexican food. You're all fake as fuck. Fuck you guys. Woohoo. Do you have any more MLB comments about tonight's game or any matchups or anything before I get into our ad read? Um, I just have one more prediction, which is Brewers over Braves in four. <laughs> okay. I am so good with that because I love the Brewers, grew up a Brewers fan, but Dansby Swanson could get it if he were single. That's all I have to say about that. Um, <laughs> I also saw JD is back tonight. You had that in our show notes. Can we talk about that injury for a second? What the fuck was that? That was the weirdest oh. sports injury He's back on the roster, but he's not playing tonight. Apparently, he's likely for tomorrow. It was just so I don't know what it is, this injury that's really nagging at him. I guess because it is, it was ridiculous. <laughs> so weird. He is kind of weird. <laughs> I heard under his uniform, he kind of high key has a dad bod, and I was disappointed to hear that but also like haha <laughs> anti-vaxxer you should have a dad bod even though you are vaccinated because peer pressure bitch <laughs> oh sarah just lost an airpod i would say i just got my airpods in case no one heard Ooh, how are they how do you like them i love my airpods i think if i lost mine right now i'd go buy another pair right now um actually I didn't know you have to like charge them I thought if they're just in the little like box thingy then they're automatically charging I know I have to charge the case too (laughs) so they died I think like once a week I really have the thought like how am I the natural blonde and Sarah's the brunette (laughs) like once a week at least (laughs) also one more thing before I move on from the MLB that meme I made today was fucking fire Oh yeah, that was great me. That might have been my favorite one. <laughs> I spend an embarrassing amount of time making memes that just never see the light of the internet. <laughs> that one was worth it though. <laughs> the and amount we, of memes. We didn't, get a, we didn't get what? We didn't even get a retweet from him though. <laughs> I know. And it's like, he does. Anthony, I know you don't listen to our fucking show and we're your biggest fans. So if you're listening right now, tweet us because I don't believe your bitch ass, but I still love you. I just like, yeah, I don't know. Still I still love feel, you so much. I feel like he's like our fucking mascot. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? I feel like you kind of love that. So I, I genuinely think he's our mascot. Like, I'm not kidding. I was talking to my friend today who was designing all of those logos for us, Lindsay who, hi, Lindsay, love you long time. I was like, if we could take the font that you put our logo in and put it on a bus and hoodie, I would order 8,000 right now. Oh, well, everyone associates us with him now. So like, might as well run with it. So he is our, can I finally change our Twitter banner to that meme I made of him? After Halloween, no, right I... now it's the Batgirl. Oh yeah, we, we need to keep the Batgirl. At least for Halloween. Okay, after Halloween, it 
the amount of memes I send Sarah of Anthony the Red Sox fan also embarrassing I'm just like his I'm Someone a sim. went through our conversations <laughs> what oh my god no I would I dude okay I saw this TikTok today and it was like I don't remember what the girl called it, but it was like, if you're, if you die, you need someone who like has your password to your phone to delete all your shit. So your parents don't see it or your whatever, Sarah, if I die, throw my fucking phone into the river. Like I'm not kidding. My laptop, my phone, my iPad, all of it. I don't need my mom seeing our conversations, my internet history, the memes that I make. Please just throw my fucking everything electronic that I own, just dump it in water. Burn it forever. I just honestly, well, first of all, just so you know, my phone password is 0000 if you ever need to get into it. Um, and now all of our <laughs> listeners know. Mine's fuck. So if if any of you guys need to get into my phone, it's 0000. But I just want someone to clear my YouTube history because sometimes it's like 3 a.m. and I just get into like, I can't sleep. I just start searching random things and some of them get kind of weird. So I just want those me. gone. Yeah. I, my, my phone password is fuck if you need it, but I totally feel that because there are nights that I get far too into the internet watching like videos of koalas attacking people. No. Yeah. It's usually animal videos. I watch a lot of people <laughs> yeah. like there's like, I'm very into this one specific part of YouTube. It's just female like hikers but they live in the wilderness and I oh. just, I'm fascinated. I love them. I so love the that they bring their dog. If the apocalypse <laughs> comes, I'm coming to you. Cause I don't have any of, I can, I, I have outdoor skills, obviously growing up in like the swamp, but. <laughs> oh, oh no. Yo. I fall asleep listening to these people. <laughs> okay. That makes a lot of sense. I think. Um, have you ever seen a wet koala? <laughs> A wet koala? I don't think so. Oh my god! I'm gonna literally. I hope that people are watching this on YouTube because if you're not, you should be. I wet koalas are probably like the most nightmare fuel thing I have ever fucking seen. Sarah, look at this shit. Really? Ah! <laughs> this what the fuck? Up late at night. Like, is that not the shit of your nightmares? I love koalas. Well, I, like they're one of my favorite animals because they're so cute. But I don't know. That might change my opinion. Bro, they are mean as. I was gonna say they're fuck. vicious. They're, they're vicious. So mean. I literally watched a video sort of recently of like some people seeing one and like trying to get it out of the street, like a fucking turtle crossing the road, and they like pull over, and this thing's like hissing at them and like crazy shit. Like they are fucking mean. <laughs> Um, no, I knew they were mean, but they're just so cute. They're, I mean, they're kind of like me. They're cute, but like mean as shit on the inside. And they look really gross wet. <laughs> Don't fucking run away with that internet. I know you fuckers. No way. No fucking way. I wish I could take that sentence back. Fuck. No. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm, about right now. A, I'm about to be a meme. Um, anyways, we're going to transition into our Thrive segment. Yes. Um, this segment is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 out of 20 available player props to build your lineup. 
Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props and rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. This week, they have some new offers for new users only. Deposit $10 and receive one free $15,000 guaranteed Thursday night football ticket. I will post something about that early so you guys can use it. Um, Deposit $100 and receive one free $15,000 entry into the Thursday night football ticket and two free entries into the $50,000 Sunday NFL ticket. Um, The Sunday offer is also a deposit $10 and receive an entry to the $50,000 for free and deposit $100 and receive three free entries into the $50,000 guaranteed pot. Use promo code SNS when you sign up today and you will receive a hundred percent instant first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. I will once again be playing this week. So if you do play tweet me, we can play together. Um, my picks for the Sunday night $50,000 entry. I love our new bestie, Travis Kelsey, on the over for 88 and a half total yards against Buffalo. It's a primetime game. I think the Chiefs need to pick it up. He's a huge target to do so. So I think they'll definitely find him. Obviously, they'll find Tyreek. I did pick up Josh Gordon this week in fantasy football and have been asking my friends all week if they think I should start him. So tweet me your opinions if you think I should start our baby Josh Gordon this week. Um, (laughs) Also, I have the over on Saquon Barkley with 58 and a half yards at Dallas. I think that is the easiest bet to take this week. 58 and a half yards is nothing for Saquon. Um, And then my last bet that I like is the over on Zeke with half a TD. I think that he's definitely going to run one up on the Giants this week. So those are my likes this week. I don't really, all the dislikes were just very, I don't know. I I think that these were the obvious answers. So these are the picks that I have. Sarah, do you have anything that you like this week? I would say, I know I also have the over on Kelsey just because I was like, well, now I'm a fan of Travis Kelsey. Daddy. <laughs> Solely for that. Um, I also have the over on Saquon Barkley, just because that's another name I knew. <laughs> um, I took the over on Tom Brady because I'm biased. Um, I took the over on Justin Herbert because he's cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see. What else did I take? Uh, oh, I did under for Nick Chubb, just because I don't really think I had a rhyme or reason. I was like, just the under. <laughs> oh, well, Chubb. I would say, I think it's just his last name, honestly. And then I did over for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Over Aaron Rodgers, 23 and a half completions. I think I have breaking news. What's that? So I remember like, obviously I've been geeking out about the fruit smash tropical punch. I just had the lemon one first. And I think that that's my new favorite over the tropical punch. Cause I went from the lemon to the tropical punch just now. And I was like, mm, I kind of want the lemon one back. Really? Yeah. So I, I suggest you mm. experimenting because I know you have more cans. So start with the lemon and then go to the fruit punch. Cause that, I think I, I know that one's way better now. Cause I'm like drinking this one. I'm like, meh, I'm like, I want that one back. Oh, okay. See, I was so much more set on, I, whatchamacallit like tropical one mm-hmm. I really that's like that, that yeah. one those are the that's, ones I've been drinking that's what I'm saying like I I just switched from the yeah. lemon to the tropical one and I, I used to love the tropical one more than the lemon one but now I'm like I want another one of those so maybe I'll try and give the pink lemonade another chance this weekend. I think you should drink the pink lemonade and then switch to the tropical punch so you get that same reaction that I did I think that's the only fair way to test okay it. are we like <laughs> hashtag sign we're hashtag scientists in this bitch um <laughs> 
I want to talk about the Brady Belichick matchup that happened this weekend. Sarah, I know you watched this game. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I just, I was, my biggest takeaway from the whole thing was I thought Mac Jones looked great. So (laughs) I thought that was a great game for Mac Jones. I thought he stood his ground, you know, he shut up a lot of people and Mm -hmm. I think he kind of proved himself in that game. Totally. I totally agree with that. I think, I mean, my two biggest, I mean, there's a ton of takeaways from this game. Like, obviously it was a fucking, like the most iconic thing to happen in football, maybe ever. You know what I mean? And the fact Mm -hmm. that the kid held Brady the way that he did, not that it was him on defense or whatever, but like, that was the big storyline that it was like Tom Brady versus his replacement or sort of replacement, whatever, because obviously he's been gone for two years, yada, yada. But my biggest, my, my two biggest takeaways other than Mac Jones being good was one, I felt like when Tom Brady broke the record, he was like pissed that the refs tried to like stop the game. And two, Mm -hmm. What the actual fuck? Actually, I have three takeaways. What the actual fuck was that play call to kick that long of a field goal in that weather? Especially when Mac Jones is playing that well, you keep the ball in the kid's hands. You don't go for that long of a field goal in that weather. I think that this is the only time I've ever questioned Belichick outside of him getting rid of. Actually, that's not true. I've questioned him a few times. I just, I, that play call to me was just like, what the fuck? Like what, why, what? I, I just, I didn't understand it. And then my actual biggest takeaway from all of it was his fucking kid and those fucking facial expressions <laughs> that they just kept putting on the TV. That is the, actually, you know what? I'm going to be him for Halloween. My question is, do you think he knew that the camp, like he had to have known no. after a while no, you don't think I anyone mean, told him anything? I think he's like, a he lot like a his dad. Game. I think he's a lot like his dad in the fact that he doesn't really give a fuck. Oh yeah, I agree. I don't think he gives a fuck, but I'm like, someone I just have told him like, hey man, he's just like, okay. <laughs> I actually think I'm gonna be Steve Belichick for Halloween. I think that'd be a very easy costume for me. I would say that would be an easy costume. Yeah, I think that's the move. Easy, I could just cheap, like fake funny. a mullet, borrow someone's Patriots hoodie, Cause it's not like we don't know yeah. someone with one and wear a fucking <laughs> headset that I already have. I'll just wear my Xbox headset. There you go. Yeah. All right. Sold. So that is my fucking Halloween costume. I don't know. <laughs> Obviously this game was iconic. It made sense to me that it was raining at Gillette. All the drama just like boiled down to this. I think that the Bucks needed that win. I think Tom Brady needed that win for, I think, Oh, here's the thing. I think that it would have been worse for Tom Brady if they lost, then it would be like worse for B- Bill Belichick, just because like, oh yeah, the roster difference and all of that sort of stuff. And it's like, I think if Bill beat him, it would have been a better conversation for Bill, but it's like, not that anyone's going to ever question Tom Brady's legacy. I just think that it's more embarrassing of a loss for Tom Brady than it is for Bill Belichick. Although a loss on that play call is pretty fucked. I would say that was probably one of the most questionable things I've seen ever by bill belichick so that was weird and i know he went in the pre- obviously he's not gonna be like no i regret that because it's fucking bill belichick but he was like nope no second thoughts didn't think about it that was it that was the right call like was it though are we sure do you have but any uh, yeah do you have any thoughts on the stefan gilmore situation it's just weird 
I did not expect that. That was like, and it was like at like 7 a.m. that they dumped that too. It was right after the wild card. Yeah, I think I think it's one of two things. Obviously, the like obvious answer is the salary cap situation. I I know a lot of people mm-hmm. have been talking about like the trade market and stuff like that. At least they got something for him in that situation. But also, I'm like, I I think that he it's I don't Stefan Gilmore doesn't strike me as a diva, but I think that like anytime someone asks for money, like even Tom Brady was like, yeah, dude, pay me. I just think the bill is like. Mm. Nah, like people want to be here. People want to play for me. And I'm just like, I I don't know. I think, I think the more concerning thing here is that the Packers did nothing to try and get him. And it's like, you know what? Like you guys are obviously going to win the North. You have no competition. Like the bears suck. The lions suck. The fucking Vikings are garbage. Like it's, it's yours to lose, but also Aaron Rodgers is already fucking pissed off you guys for drafting his replacement instead of getting him receivers and like all of this shit. And it's like, you could at least get someone to add to your roster. And they just sat there and were like, mm, nah, I don't feel like it. But I will say sure, that like, like, no thanks. Yeah. And it's like, I, I've been saying for a while that like, I, I don't think the Panthers are great. They're obviously in a really tough division, but it's like, I think that they could very obviously go six and two with their schedule. And they just got a little bit better. But I think the ultimate winner here, despite the money thing, whatever, is Stefan Gilmore because he gets to go back home to the Carolinas. He's from Rock Hill, who, like, that, like, they produce so much talent. Like, Jadavian Clowney is from fucking Rock Hill, too. And it's like, he hasn't been what people thought he would be in the NFL. But, like, there's a lot of talent coming out of Rock Hill. So I'm, I'm glad that he gets to go home. I'm glad he gets to eat all the barbecue his heart desires. I think that Sam Darnold is playing a lot better now that like he has a coach who's willing to let him be a dual threat, even though he's not really a dual threat. I think he had like, although I think he is Mm -hmm. the first quarterback in NFL history to rush for five touchdowns in his first four games. So like go off King, but I don't know. I I think it's a win-win situation for the Panthers here. Like they got a little bit better. Their, their schedule's not that tough. They obviously have a quarterback who's playing well. I just, I don't see them coming out of their division, but it's like, they're making steps in the right direction. And I think that at the end of the day, when you are in sort of like a rebuild, mediocre situation, like that's what you can ask for. Yeah, no, I honestly did not know that he was from there. So that actually makes me happy for him. Just I do like him and I'm glad. And like you said, I don't think he's a diva. I think you're right that it kind of does seem like maybe it's just like the landscape of the Patriots organization. Anytime someone does ask for more money or whatever, it's almost just always like, well, no, either you want to be with this organization or you don't. And like, it's not to anyone's fault. Like you're not wrong for asking for that. So I do think you're right. It's definitely probably more of a win in the end for him than anyone else. This is going to be really bold to say this, but I'm going to say it. I think as great as Bill Belichick has been for this organization, he's coached them through a lot of shit. He's won them a lot of championships. I think that he is going to be the greatest thing that's ever happened to this organization and potentially the worst thing that's ever happened to this organization because he's, he's, he's been successful, but he's getting older and he's not setting them up to be successful in the future. You know, he's not signing talent that could, I don't, I, I I don't think that Bill's going to be around that much longer. And you know what? He might be, he's kind of an asshole. I could see him fucking coaching in the NFL until he fucking dies. But honestly, (laughs) I just, I don't see him setting up their future as well as I would like him to you know what I mean it's like Tom Brady wanted more money didn't get it um Stefan Gilmore wanted more money didn't get it it's like when you're stingy with all of these things and you're pissing people off I think I mean and I've said this before on the show is that I think I don't think that Brady left because 
they didn't want to pay him more money. He's taken pay cuts before. Everybody knows that. I think yeah. he left because he no longer, as a fucking 40-year-old man, wanted to play in a militarized style when he's the best player of all time. He can go where he wants. He can do what he wants. He wants to go and ball with his bros. He pulled a fucking LeBron James. He wants to go play with his friends and he doesn't want to deal with any other bullshit. He wants to win and he wants to have fun. And he wants to have fun with people that he likes. And that's what he's doing now. And that's just my biggest concern for the future of the Patriots. Not that I can talk because I'm a fucking Jaguars fan. Our entire franchise is a fucking dumpster fire right now. But it's like, <laughs> I, I, I genuinely, and I know that that's a bold thing to say, like I said, but I, I kind of feel that way. Yeah, I just feel like everyone calls it, you know, like the Patriot way or whatever. I mm-hmm. don't think the Patriot way is for everyone. Mm-mm. And I don't think, because a lot of people are like, well, you come here if you want to win it's not the only place you can go to win. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think it takes a very specific player in person to want to play the Patriot way, which is under Bill Belichick, whatever. Mm -hmm. And who knows how long he's going to stay there for. But yeah, I think if you want to win and you want to win his way, then sure, you'll thrive in the organization. Whereas otherwise I would explore other options. (laughs) Yeah, I I was just going to say, it's like, how long can you disguise bill belichick's way as the patriot way mm-hmm. without really realizing that it's not the patriot way it's the bill way and yeah he's been successful yeah he it's has just the right to do all of these things how is robert Kraft gonna tell him no you can't do these things when he has the mm-hmm. track record that he does but at some point all of this has to self-implode in my opinion i hope uh, it's no time soon i feel like like you said i think bill will be around longer I don't think, I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon, but who knows? We also know nothing about him because he shares so little. He could be like, yeah, this is my last year for all we know. So. Yep, totally. Um, but I just talked about the fucking Jaguars being a dumpster fire. Uh, yeah. You watched Thursday Night Football last week? That was with Joe Burrow, right? hmm Yes. <laughs> okay. Do you have any thoughts before I go on a fucking rant? No, I was mainly just watching for Joe Burrow, so. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so last week was our only primetime matchup in a row. We have lost our last 19 games. Um, and the last two games are honestly even more embarrassing than being a fucking Jags fan because we were leading in situations that we should have won games against a now 4-0 Cardinals team. We should have been that upset. We, they should be 3-1, and one and it should be thanks to the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Bengals should have lost that game last week. Like I said on our show, you can go back and look at the clip on our Instagram. I said, I think we're going to show up and show some fight and we're going to fuck it up in the fourth quarter like we did the week before. And that's exactly what happened. And it was embarrassing. There was no fucking reason we should have lost that game. And then, and then the entire fucking, the, the reason the Jaguars have been getting publicity all week is because after that game, Our head coach, who I've been saying is a piece of shit since we signed him, and I know that I've ranted about this for a long time. I fight with people on fucking Twitter every week about what a piece of shit this man is, and he, and and don't normalize. Nobody fucking try and normalize that it's normal for coaches to not get back on the plane with their team, win or lose, and go home, because that is not the norm. This was not the fucking norm, and this man, being 0-4, didn't go home and try and game plan for an AFC South matchup next week against the Titans. This man was like, yeah, I thought that I could use to get away. Everyone could use a break. So I stayed in Ohio and we caught you with a fucking young girl out at a bar. Turns out most likely it wasn't just a one-time thing. This girl works for a PR agency for the restaurant that you were at. 
and you potentially have been fucking this girl since June. So you know what? I understand that your sex life, your marriage, your monogamy, not monogamy, whatever isn't my situation. But when you take a head coaching job, you make it the public's information. You make it our business when you take that job and you get caught doing dumb shit like this. And the fact that he tried to throw Trevor Lawrence under the bus about telling him to be careful during his fucking bachelor party and you go and do this shit, this is now a behavioral pattern of you being a piece of shit. Mm. It's, you know, you fake a fucking heart attack or medical problems or whatever, when really it was just a Tim Tebow fucking left Florida and you didn't want to be there anymore to go to Ohio state. And then all of these fucking problems happen and you leave to come here or you leave for whatever you, you come to Jacksonville, you bring on fucking Chris Doyle, which I bitched about last week that if I were a POC, I wouldn't want to play for him fucking either. And then I got in a huge fight with a bunch of people on Twitter last week saying, I don't know why, I don't know why people fucking hate him. And I'm like, are you kidding? Look at his track record. And then this bullshit happens. So you know what, if you were beefing with me on Twitter, last week and this shit happens sit the fuck down and shut up he's a piece of shit this is a behavioral pattern and you know what yeah his sex life doesn't matter in football but it's like how is our Dan Orlovsky fucking nailed it how are you supposed to preach to a locker room about shit right now when nobody's gonna respect you you didn't fly back with your team you're fucking skeezy skeezy af like get the fuck out of our organization we either fire him now and just chop this up as a loss and move the fuck on or we keep being the laughing stock of the fucking NFL. It's not like college coaches work out anyway. I'm so sick of this shit. I'm so sick of this hire. Can we just move the fuck on? I'm so tired of being the laughing stock of the NFL. And it's not even for our for our play. It's literally for the fact that we are fucking dumb. And <laughs> rant, sort of. Thank you for coming to my TED drop. talk. <laughs> I'm so sick of this shit. Sarah. I know, I know you only get your Jax news from like me and my Twitter, but like, do you, do you feel any type of way about this? Am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. If I am, I'm like everything I know about Urban Meyer for the rest throughout the years has led me to believe that he's a piece of shit. And then this just kind of like capped that all off. So I'm like, yep, this all sounds pretty on brand, but also like you said, I don't really understand how this man even got in this position at this point. <laughs> and like Dan Orlovsky said too, yeah, there's no way you can control a locker room right now when no. this is like, it's everywhere. And I know he said, he's like, no, I have no, like, I never thought about resigning, like whatever. So I'm like, I would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have no, this is a throwaway season at this point. Yeah. And it's like the fact that you had to do a first apology press conference and didn't tell the whole truth the first time and had to do a second one. I don't understand how people are still defending him. Like, honestly, if you've ever come for me on Twitter about this situation, I honestly hope you choke to death on my dick and balls. I really do. <laughs> like, I just, I can't. Like, I, I, I don't care. I wouldn't care if he was the best coach in the fucking NFL ever. Like, I don't <laughs> want this man to represent my organization because if you don't care... And oh my God, did you see what his wife tweeted today? No, I didn't even know she had a Twitter. <laughs> oh my God. So she tweeted, she was like, this is the last time. And the fact that he is like supposed to be some Jesus man. Anyways, I swear to God, it's always the people with like um, John 316 in their bio or whatever. Oh, she tweeted today. She was like, this is the last tweet I'm going to send from this account. The hate that has come my way. God will lead me, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bitch, shut the fuck up. Shut up. Like, I, I literally don't care. Like, I understand he's your husband and I don't I don't know the ins and outs of your marriage, but stop fucking looking for pity on the internet. Shut the fuck up. 
be like, yeah, my husband fucked up. And if you're like a Jesus person or whatever, good for you. Be like, Jesus can fix this, whatever. But shut the fuck up. Like, honestly, the city of Jacksonville doesn't want to hear it. Wait, what has she said? Is she like, we're, am I standing like, is she standing by him? I don't understand. Oh my God. Yeah. Hold on. I can find the tweet and like bring up the whole thing. Um, Shelly Meyer. Sorry if you are listening to this as like an actual podcast. Um, I also just assumed she just didn't have social media. It honestly even looked like a fucking high schooler wrote it because there were so many goddamn fucking emojis. Okay. Holy fuck, this is the craziest fucking tweet I've ever seen in my life. Okay, so it was a notes app, first of all. The tweet itself said, of course. thank you, in all capitals, friends, followers, fans, supporters, for all your love, fun, and laughs over the years. God bless, prayer hands emoji, and God bless America, peace out. With 40 fucking thousand flamingo emojis, and then like all these heart eye emojis. What's with the fucking flamingos? And then her actual tweet, notes app, picture thing. Okay. Take a deep breath and swallow my saliva so I can read this bullshit. (sighs) This will be my last post on Twitter. Sad face. Frankly, I don't need the hate, vitriol, slander, trash that will be at me. This has never stopped anyway. We all make mistakes and we are all sinners. First of all, I'm going to stop right there. Shut the (laughs) fuck up. Anyways, if you think you aren't, that casts the first stone. I'm going to stop right there. Shut the fuck up. To my wonderful followers and friends, Thank you for the love, support, friendship, laughs. I will miss this the most. I love you all and wish God's blessings on you. Thank you, heart emoji. Hashtag faith, family, football, flamingos. Cross emoji, prayer hand emoji, family emoji, football emoji, flamingo emoji. P.S. I will be deleting right after I post this so I will not see responses. Much love. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Is there like, what's the symbolism side behind the flamingos? What is that? I don't know what the fuck is with all the flamingos. Even if you have like some sort of inside flamingo fucking joke, there was literally 50,000 fucking flamingos. Also, I don't care if you're married. I don't care if you support Jesus. If I were this bitch, I'd be like, you know what? I don't care if I signed a prenup, whatever. I'll figure it the fuck out. I'm Shelly Meyer. Holy fuck. Do you not think that God is giving you a sign to get the fuck out of this situation or what? Just when it's that public, I would generally, generally be too embarrassed to say. Oh my God. <laughs> and yeah. I know, like, again, you don't know the ins and outs. You don't know everything that goes on. I would just be embarrassed. <laughs> I would sit the fuck up or sit the fuck down, shut up, and never, ever crawl out of my hole ever again. If you don't want the comments, the whatever, delete your social media, say nothing, and don't give anything that anyone can fucking comment about. And you know what? Not the fuck up. What kind of example are you setting for your kids to sit there and uh, tolerate this? And you know what? The people who are sitting there who are like, you know what? We don't know what Urban did. We don't know what he knew about like that whole situation in Ohio State. Do you think he didn't know shit if he's fucking doing this to his wife? Shut the fuck up. I'm so over you people. Shut the fuck up. I'm so, so over it. I know that his like marriage is not my fucking problem. But like, ha ah, ah. I'm just going to title this episode that's Lots of Screaming. <laughs> Welcome back to us screaming. That's that. <laughs> Anyways, I think that everyone, I, people have been asking me all week for my opinions on this. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to air it out on SNS. I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to air it out on SNS. 
this is me airing out how I feel. Come for me if you want Jacksonville. I don't give a fuck. Anyways, moving on to this week. Um, in 22 minutes, the Rams at Seahawks is tonight. Primetime games have been awesome so far. That's a game I'm watching this week. I'm obviously going to watch the Titans-Jags this week and Bills-Chiefs. Um, I think it's a must win for the Chiefs. Those are the NFL games I'm going to be watching this week. Sarah, are you going to be watching any NFL games this week? Mm, unlikely. Okay. <laughs> um, we're, we're really getting into time here, so I'm going to do the fastest last week college recap of all time. Um, Auburn beat LSU. Bo Nix is the man. Fuck you, Dylan. They play UGA this week. I'm very concerned. I know we're going to lose. Like I said, I'm going to night shift. Um, I told you fuckers that Arkansas isn't good. I don't care. They played Alabama. Nobody ranked that high. Should get shut out. Um, Oregon fell. I knew that that was probably going to happen at some point. I think that they were a little destined to do that with injuries in the first place. I think since he might be legit, the question still stands that if they go undefeated and there's a one loss SEC team, what will that playoff picture look like? Um, what the fuck happened to Florida? A&M is fraudulent. Told you guys so. BC had a good run. Good night. Um, week six, I'm going to be watching Oklahoma at Texas. Um, is it bad that I don't care that Arkansas and Ole Miss play each other? Because I don't, but I'm still going to watch it. Um, Penn State at Iowa. I'm obviously going to watch. I still think Iowa is fraudulent. And yeah, that's all I cared about other than Auburn probably getting wrecked this week. Current AP poll notes, um, I swear to God, Iowa and BYU are both fake. And where the fuck did Wake Forest come from? And that is me talking college football onto the NHL. Hell yeah. Um, I guess I saw today, and this is like the only comment I have on NHL preseason, I believe, is that Evander Kane is apparently being investigated for having like a fake vax card to do things. Of course he is. Of course oh, he yeah. is. Yeah, of course he is. <laughs> yeah, like I, I wanted to like him so bad and I just like literally want to light him on fire. So that's my only NHL comment of the week. Sarah, do you have anything? Um. Yeah, today, Carey Price, uh, the Habs announced that he's going to take time away from the team voluntarily, take part in the player assistance program. Um, his wife, Angela, posts about it as well on Instagram, you know, don't want to speculate on the situation. We don't know anything. Just hoping for the best for him, you know. Shit's tough. So good luck to him. I hope he's well. I hope he's healthy and can get the help mm-hmm. he needs. Yep. I do like Carrie Price. I wish he wasn't in Montreal, but that's okay. Still love him as a person. Um, other than that, NHL preseason, everything's pretty much wrapping up now as we're moving towards the regular season. Still, my only big question with the Bruins is what their goaltending situation is going to be. Linus Allmark, he's looked better than he started off. But again, just I'm still kind of leaning towards Swayman right now. Yeah. Which kind of sucks if you're Allmark just because you are older, you have more experience. You know, he probably was excited to go from somewhere like Buffalo to Boston. And you can't read much into the preseason starts, but Bruce Cassidy said today, he needs more reps, whereas Swayman looks ready to go. Yeah. So as of right now, I'd say the trends are going towards Swayman. Mm-hmm. And again, it's early on in the NHL season. It's not like it's like do or die every single week. So I think yeah. you can like experiment, see what works, and then measure it out where it goes with Tuco. If he comes back, when he comes back, that's still mm-hmm. a tough call there. But right now, I'm all aboard on Jeremy Swayman being our starting goalie. 
Yeah, I mean, we we dove into that last week. I, I agree with you. I think that he's the better option here. I think that he has, you know, been thrown into the fire for that team before. I think he can do it again. I don't really care how young he is. I mean, I think similar to SEC football being the most NFL-ready talent, I think that Hockey East is the most NHL-ready talent, especially because he ripped mm-hmm. the Hockey East apart when he was at UMaine. Yeah. So I, 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 I think that he's played well enough to uh, earn that starting position for them. So um yeah I, I mean obviously we said this last week we're pro Jer- we're both we're both pro jeremy swayman oh yeah jeremy swayman stands yeah um i had like a quick <laughs> note on our thing about how i guess like 18 former nba players and a wife have been arrested for like medical fraud i know that you probably yeah, have say, i'm looking at that right now i've not seen any of this Yeah, I think it's been pretty quiet, but I was going to say, like, if you understand what's going on here, I understand that they kind of, like, cheated the NBA out of money, faking injuries or something. So if you understand this, I would love to understand it better. Like, please tweet us. I am very curious to know how this all shook out, but that was, like, a huge headline today that I was kind of just like, what the fuck? Um, Our last segment before we get into tweets of the week, I wanted to talk about Sage Steele. Have you read this story at all? Is she the one that said that stupid shit last week? Is that, am I thinking of someone different? No, it's her. Yeah. So like uh, Sage Steele for me as a kid was like my favorite reporter ever until I was an adult. Like she's been Mm -hmm. at ESPN for fucking ever. Like she was my idol as a kid. And then it was because she was a woman in sports, you know, like it's not often like back when we were growing up that we saw women in sports on TV, especially that often, let alone a black woman in sports on TV. Like this was pre Maria Taylor, like pre all of that before Carrie champion, even I believe. And it's like, mm-hmm. so she, she went on Jay Cutler's podcast and ESPN, I guess has like temporarily taken her off the air. She was like very anti-vax talking about how Obama isn't even black and like how he claims to be black. And she, the thing that triggered me the most, just because like, obviously like I, I'm very triggered by anti-vax people, whatever your body, your choice. I can't, you know, whatever. Like, I don't agree with you, but you know, whatever. The Obama thing, I'm not a POC. I don't feel comfortable commenting on it. But what pissed me the fuck off was that she was saying how female reporters basically are asking for any sexual harassment they get because they know what they're doing when they get dressed in the morning. Okay, yeah, I saw, I didn't even know she said all that other stuff. I just saw that one clip of her talking mm-hmm. about like, well, I don't want to like put the blame on anyone. I'm not victim blaming, but when you dress like that, like you have to know what's coming, especially if you're working in like a male dominated field, like mm-hmm. sports or something. Shut the fuck up. What the fuck mm-hmm. are you saying? Yeah. It's like, you are victim blaming. And also she was like, she was like, Oh, what did she say? She was like, Oh, women are really smart. Let's not pretend like they're not. It's like, Oh yeah. Okay. Like, you know what to expect. <laughs> yeah. It's like, are my shoulders really offending you that much? Because if they are, like, get the fuck out of here. Like, teach your boys to not be pieces of shit instead of teaching girls that whatever the fuck they want to wear is wrong. Mm-hmm. No, that was, again, I just saw that one clip. But yeah, I didn't even realize that was her until mm-hmm. someone said it. Because obviously I know who she is. I did not put it together. Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. Like you said, she is someone that kind of like paved the way for a lot of women in sports, like especially when you're younger. Yeah, I guess she had like a super pro Trump agenda too, like even post the coup or whatever you want to call it, (laughs) depending on where your allegiance lies, I guess. (laughs) It's it's like, we've talked about this before. I don't really like to get into politics. I, you know, I say what I say, whatever. Like, obviously, if you follow me on Twitter, you see the stuff I like, you know where I lie, but it's like, 
I'm just, I'm just like, how were you one of the first women to do this? And you're like, it's not, I, I can tell you, I think the most I've ever been harassed in my life, I was wearing the most conservative outfits to work that I could. And I still got a mm-hmm. bunch of bullshit. You know what I mean? It's like, it doesn't matter. Shitty men are shitty men. And teach your boys to be better. We talked about this last week too. Teach, teach your boys to be better. Don't teach girls that they need to hide themselves. Yeah, I agree. Because men walk around shirtless all the time and we don't, we're not fucking harassing them. But if I went topless in public, oh, you best believe, shawty. <laughs> Chaos. Um, so absolute yeah, that's chaos. Absolute chaos. I mean, I know I got nice titties, but like, damn. <laughs> um, last but not least, Sarah, do you have any tweets of the week? Let me pull it up. Or, you know, we might as well not even call them tweets anymore because sometimes they're like DMs, whatever. Maybe we could just go back and forth for this one because I have one pulled up and I know I have to like scroll for a little bit. I was on Hinge this week and matched with Joseph Biden. <laughs> okay i saw okay <laughs> so joe biden swiped right on me and he said i'm scared of the house going red this midterm cycle make sure to vote blue jack and his profile was so legit it was hilarious it was like and i love they had his political affiliation as moderate because like true um but yeah. i was just like cracking up because everything was like angry joe biden and like stuff like that and we like messaged back and forth for a while and then the kid was like i'm not really joe biden i'm 19 i was like bro i know you're not fucking joe biden here i was thinking i just matched with With joe biden on a dating app in boston um so i thought that was fucking hilarious though because like oh i have the messages i said bro this is hilarious and he goes you know what isn't hilarious draconian voting rights restrictions jack and I was like, you know what else is hilarious? My student debt. How's that campaign promise working out, chief? <laughs> and then it just turned into this like big, he goes, that's Nancy Pelosi's fault, Jack. And it just like turned into this whole bullshit. Um, oh, I have tweets of the week that I already bitched about on here. Sarah, do you have anything while I keep scrolling? Yes. Uh, so I quote retweeted because vaccination got placed on waivers by the Bruins He's back now with Providence, but I said, if anyone makes a tweet about a certain thing that happened in 2015, I'm blocking you because I'm tired of Bruins fans constantly bringing up how badly the Bruins fucked up 2015 NHL entry draft, taking like Sinitian, DeBras, whatever, over at Barzell. And the infamous Big John, aka Sportsman 2050, a fan favorite of mine, responded to my tweet. Yo, don't tell me he's seen the bosoms with the cantaloupe emojis in reference to vaccination. And I was like, no, I am talking about the fucking 2015 IHL entry draft, not me dumping him out for vaccination. But then (laughs) 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 some fucking weirdo. Well, actually, Big John responded and it said, good thing you clarified because I almost checked out. It was like a screenshot of a Sanitian jersey <laughs> in oh, his cart. I was like, all right, that's a little funny. Gosh. But this guy goes, I played roller hockey for a few years. How about showing a nip? <laughs> yes, I, I sent him a bonk. Like, what? You played roller hockey? <laughs> nips out for the boys. Nips out for the boys. <laughs> I was like, I was just trying to make a comment about the fucking NHL entry draft, okay? And then you weirdos have to come and just twist it into something that it wasn't. And now I'm like, I can't tweet about anything. You can't tweet about anything. 
<laughs> I think I lied. Instead of me naming this episode a uh, screaming, I think I'm just gonna name it titties. <laughs> <laughs> right, that is clickbait if I've ever heard it. Um my my next one, I have two more, was a DM on Instagram. And this guy messages me and he goes, Hi Steph. <laughs> You get bonus points for being a hockey fan. And you are absolutely stunning. Why aren't we dating yet? I hope you have a great day. Let's try and figure out a time to get together and do something like axe throwing. First of all, my name is not Steph. (gasps) Second of all, I don't want to go out. Third of all, a first date and you're taking me axe throwing? I think that that screams murder. (laughs) Might just be me. I don't know. It depends. Maybe. No, actually, axe throwing, not a good first date. Mm-hmm. Now that I think about it, I'm like, maybe like a second or third. Nope. I think he would go straight for my jugular and then probably like, I don't know, do weird things to my dead cold body. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably, honestly. <laughs> do you have any more? Because I have one more. No, that's all I had. Uh, and my last one was today. This guy named Kevin slid in my DMs and he goes, hi, Kendra, I see you're a reporter and also the co-host of a podcast, question mark. What sorts of things do you cover, talk about? I'm sorry, homie. It is not that hard to figure out what I cover or talk about if you could read or even continue scrolling for half a second because my entire bio describes every existence of my life from my job to my pet. (laughs) Like, is this your way of sliding in? Because if so, not successful maybe i should send him like the me chopping the zucchini thing i like that's just a pet peeve of mine because i feel like the only one people i ever do it are men and they're like mm-hmm. oh like when they ask questions like oh so you're big into baseball or oh you like cross like okay yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> can you ask me a question you don't already know the answer to you can't figure out yourself mm-hmm. like that's just annoying i feel like you have to write like the same fucking script when people ask you that so i just stop responding to people so yep me too so um those are our tweets of the week sarah do you have any closing thoughts socks in five brewers in four (laughs) okay my closing thought is that we should have hired robert solo like i've been saying this entire time so thank you so much for listening to saturdays and seltzers we love you all keep on sipping y'all and we'll see you next week Tell them no free sample if they ever want to try. Gotta buy the whole damn pie if you ever want to slice. That's the truth. Only tell the truth. What the hell you do? You got that juice. Fresh squeeze to Q. I can tell you new and it ain't just you. Girl, it ain't just you. It's your whole damn crew. Got the haters on mute. Cause they love that view. Keep looking at you. Ain't nothing new. This is not their world. They know you run the city. Every town, every borough. They know you keep it real. Keep it classy. Keep it thorough. When Sundays are for the boys, the Saturdays for the girls. Get them girl. Get them girl. Cause this is not their world. They know you run the city. Every town, every borough. They know you keep it real. Keep it classy. Keep it thorough. When Sundays are for the boys, the Saturdays for the girls. Get them girl. Get them girl. Saturday, y'all. Uh, Saturdays and Celsius. <laughs> With your hosts, Kendra and Sarah. Uh, y'all know who it is. It's your boy KR. 
Spot a kiss on the track. <laughs> Let's go.